As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 543, Bad Boys for Life. They really wasted they that title. They wasted the four, man. When they when they announced that <laughs> title, it was like four, and it's the like, third movie. Why did they do that? What uh, are they going to call the next one? I know. I Bad Boys 3. Yeah. Just really <laughs> do it in, like, yeah, like, <laughs> like an in-between cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> just, oh, what a waste. It could, yeah. I mean, Bad Boys 4 Life, the fourth movie. It's just perfect. That's a perfect title. Oh, yeah. But anyway. So uh, Joe is out this week, so we are joined by Colby Mack. Hey, Colby, how's it going? Yo, yo, yo. What up, real spoilers? How are we? We're doing We're great. Here. It's very cold here, though. <laughs> I was, uh, t- you know, we record in the uh, o- the O'Keefe Institute, which I don't know if you know this, but Tom actually rents a room the, on the top floor of the O'Keefe Institute. <laughs> well, no, so no, it's in the basement. I say it every week. Not your your you live. Oh, in the basement, you rent a room <laughs> at the top. Oh, of the I o- see. I thought you were saying we no, were at the top. No. no, okay. So Tom rents a room here, you know, and so they're gracious enough to let him uh, stay here, so he can wake up and just go right downstairs. So I get in my car. It's 14 degrees in St. Louis. By the time I drive over here, my car starts to get warm, and I have to turn <laughs> it off. Like <laughs> it's cold. Just oh like, man, you got to love technology. I'm just trying to figure out the the backstory here. Why am I renting a room in a well, place you, that has my family name. Well, because if, <laughs> because the illusion is that the O'Keefe Institute is a huge, proper, you know, amazing building right. of business and commerce. But it's mine. Yeah, but you don't. <laughs> oh, it's a bit. It's for business paperwork. Purposes. Oh, I what see. I mean is, you don't usually live at a business office building, but you they have a suite there and they let you stay. Oh, okay, oh. <laughs> we need to work all this out beforehand. Yeah, before we get too far afield, uh, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, where you can go uh, rate, review, subscribe. Subscribe is the important thing, so you never miss an episode. And uh, you can also check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, you can like the page and join the group, which is called the League of Show Sharers. And if you would like to become a real-life show sharer, it's very simple. You just uh, share. I mean, it's kind of right there in the name. But uh, people who were kind enough to share the show this week, Zara Vandercreek, Librarian Cynthia, Chris Sanders, Griffin Foxsmith, Jason Weesey, Travis Tewitt, 
Gabriel Lugo, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, Tom Comiskey, Douglas Balduck, Tammy Sherman Powers, Julianne Jordan, Aaron Marlowe, Ron Johnson, Brent Smith, Chris Magic Man, Carl Clarkson, Laura Connolly Quiddick, Chris Williams, Susan Carlson, Glenn Brewer, Lane Levanway, and Ralph Tribble. So thank you very much, guys, for sharing the episode. We really appreciate that. And of course, our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content and you uh, help out. And we like that. We love you long time, as yeah. we always say. Should we introduce ourselves? Oh, I guess we should. This is Kevin. This is Tom. There, this that's is Colby. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. So, uh, so anyway. I didn't want to be the on the 543rd episode the first time we don't introduce ourselves. Gotcha. Because we've never not gone around the table and done it. Really? Yeah. I was just assumed we'd forgotten at some I, point. I've never noticed us well, skip that one time. And so since we didn't do it, I felt weird not. Yeah. I would have just felt really weird. There's a there's a, a quest for a, a diehard listener. Yeah. Go, go find an episode and see if we forgot to do that. I'm pretty sure we never because it's we always can. you always circle back to it. If we yeah, go skip ahead, almost, and then you're like yeah. you're like, oh, we better introduce ourselves. That is true. So uh, anyway, uh, bad boys for life. I guess uh, normally I would throw it to Joe, but I he's not here. So should we just call him? Yeah, on his 10 year anniversary trip or whatever <laughs> he's on. Luckily, hey. luckily this one has been plotted out pretty well on Wikipedia. So we'll just Don't set tell 20. Them. Don't tell them. Our Set sources? 25 years after the original film and 17 years after the <laughs> second film. So let's talk. So let's talk about the first two movies. Uh, so I grew up watching these movies on VHS. Uh, you know, and then the second, well, the first one on VHS, second one on DVD. Uh, I didn't realize until I went back and looked at it there was such a big gap. It was 95 to I think 2003. Yeah, it's eight year gap. So yeah. I didn't realize didn't feel with, like it. with the success of the first one. And yeah, growing up, I never realized that. But there's a pretty big gap there. But I grew up. I mean, they were great action movies. Like that was my, you know, the start of my introduction to Michael Bay. It was long before Transformers. Uh, you know, it was like, wow, this is where Michael Bay, to me, solidified as like the action. Well, this was his directorial debut, wasn't it? Oh, was it really? I believe Which so. Crazy. Well, then that's, yeah. then that's why it put him put him on the map then, because it was like, wow, Michael Bay knows action. Like, right. this movie had great sequences. I mean, for a first, that's really Well, important. not only for a first, but the budget on that movie was $23 million. Even adjust yeah. that yeah. for inflation, that does not... I mean, no, by today's that's standards, crazy. that's probably, what, 50? No, I mean, this is that's like an independent yeah. type... <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's a small budget, and I mean, for an action movie with, yeah. with you know action sequences and all the set pieces, it's... it does not look like a twenty-three million no. dollar movie. And I like so I had never seen the first two movies, which is I just it's mind blowing. I mean, so like in the nineties, I was like working tons, and I didn't see okay. a whole lot of movies, so I have a lot of blind spots in that in that era. Gotcha. And then when the sequel came out, I'm like, well, I never saw the first one, and then it's just yeah. I just never circle back around you know? so what were your findings now colby you i talked to tom <laughs> off the air about this as he was watching them and you had some really interesting findings from a perspective of someone that you know tom is our old-timey references guy what did you find so uh especially the first bad boys movie is essentially an abbott and costello film and I am a huge Abbott and Costello fan, so that is in no way a slam against that movie. Yeah. But so much of what Martin Lawrence is doing is almost note for note from the Lou Costello playbook. So it's like mm. the straight man and like Will Smith. Yeah, I mean, Will Smith is still funny. He's Don't funny, get me, but yeah, he's still the straight. But he's I still mean, the straight man to Martin Lawrence. Yes. And like Martin Lawrence is like the bigger than yes. life one, you yep. know. And uh, um, and like. You know, the whole scene where they're, you know, where they're finding the dead body and he's all freaking out. That's straight out of the, the, the candle scene in, 
and Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein where he's <laughs> mm-hmm. getting all nervous and his partner's kind of not seeing it. And Is then, that what they did in The Nice Guys? Yeah, where, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's like literally doing an impersonation Which, yeah. of Lou Costello. But Martin Lawrence is like <laughs> right. using that premise but making sure. it his own. And uh, and then, but the scene where, there, there's a scene where they're in the gym and Martin Lawrence is trying to use the weights and he's getting all wrapped up in the cords and he yeah. sucks at it. And like, that's straight out of Jerry Lewis's Nutty Professor. There's like a oh, six sure. minute scene where he can't use the weights. There was something else too that I was well, even the premise of the first one about how they have to impersonate each other um, yeah. for the for the the hooker <laughs> yeah. and um and like I'm almost, yeah I'm almost positive that that was the plot of like one of the road movies where Bing had to pretend to be Bob Hope and Bob Hope had to pretend to be Bing and then and then they would like kind of. The person they were talking to th- would think they're making self-deprecating remarks, but they were really trashing the yeah. other one. Like it, so I mean, there was a lot of stuff that was very reminiscent of those kind of movies, and it, and it worked. Yeah, you know, that's really interesting. I mean, I back in '95 or whenever I watched, I mean, I probably watched it a couple years later, just because I was, you know, I wasn't that old back then. But when I first watched it, I never would have thought of that, and I hadn't ever seen yeah. any of those movies, and I, I just thought that was fascinating. Did you find anything with the second one? Like any other parallels? Um, not as note for note because, I mean, they've kind of established the characters, but they still do a lot of things. They have that extended scene where they're in the morgue and there's just dead bodies everywhere and and, and uh, Will Smith just has no problem putting his hands in and pulling out, looking for the drugs. And, and Martin Lawrence is like, it's yeah. just like apoplectic and like gas you know having a yeah. full-on panic attack and so i mean they just kind of continue yeah oh i know what the other thing was is that they do this thing in the opening scene and they kind of do it again in the opening scene of the second one when the guy's carjacked well, yeah when they're getting carjacked in the opening scene of of the first one and they kind of do it in the second one where they're basically outnumbered and then they start squabbling with each other yeah and then they both drop the fight simultaneously and sucker punch somebody so yeah. they can get it that's i mean that is a running gag in the road movies. yeah i was gonna say that's i've seen that before yeah, yeah like where they they would do a thing where they would play patty cake and then the people yeah that were about to beat them up are like they patty cake punched, what is going yeah. on and then at the end they turn around they and, punch them, somebody. Yeah. and they would go back to that time and again and a lot of times like the people would know what they were doing and beat them to the punch, literally. But, but, uh, but yeah, I'm just like, oh my god, so much of this is just lifted straight from the comedies of the 40s and 50s. So, so the first movie was directed by Michael Bay, but it was not written by him. And so, I'm guessing that stuff was the writers and yeah. probably taking influence from stuff that they loved growing up. There's three names on the screenplay. One is Michael Berry, who doesn't have a link, so I'm guessing his he doesn't have that much work. Right. But then there's Jim Mulholland and there's Doug Richardson. And so neither of those names I'm terribly familiar with, but so like I look at uh Jim Mulholland and uh Public Enemy in ninety three um, looks Ooh. like his stuff goes back. Like it, it, he doesn't have anything going forward. But I'm trying to see if there's there's some TV. There's TV stuff. Oscar in '91 with Stallone. Um, yeah, you know I think that's the way to do it. Um, the, these films. I'm not gonna say that Bad Boys was like catered for a specific audience, but specific enough where like the Abbott and Costello references or connotations. I didn't get it. I mean, granted, I was like 10 years old yeah. when I watched this movie. Sure. But, you know, it just it, – it it made sense. And honestly, it I think maybe the story – the story writers and the screen and, you know, and the, the folks that wrote the screenplay, they probably knew. You know, yeah. and I don't even know if it was like something that's just on purpose. It's just like this is the type of comedy that I grew up, grew right. up with. And, right, right. 
do you know who was supposed to be Mike and um, and, and Marcus? Let me. Uh, I heard. I think I heard. This. It is the craziest. Eddie thing. Murphy. No. 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 Oh no. No. I'll give you two more guesses. I okay. I'm thinking of a different movie because I heard a story where there were different roles and one was Eddie this, Murphy. But... This feels like it would have been like like a, a Mel Gibson and Stallone. Like it would have been intended to be this other like thing. a Tango and Cash type. Right. Tom, you're about to lose your mind. John Lovitz and Dana Carvey. Wow. I would not have. <laughs> so wait before this, before this hap, like while yes. this was in development, it was supposed to be them. Like they it wanted was them. Supposed to be them, but oh for whatever God. reason, it didn't end up working out, and <laughs> it was being like moved around quite a bit. And they said, "Hey, why don't we give the Fresh Prince a try? Let's wow. try this guy." Well, they made the right decision. It's just, it's just funny. <laughs> Can that's you like imagine the, what Bad Boys would have looked like with Dana Carvey and John. No, it w- I I couldn't imagine there'd be a Bad Boys two or three. I you know you might you might be surprised it would be a very uh, different movie but um but like Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines and Running Scared like yeah. that movie's a lot of fun and that, that's you know probably ten years earlier but those are two guys that you would never expect to be in a run and gun but okay but how many great movies like this movie these movies are really good action movies like how many really good movies are John Lovitz and Dana Carvey in yeah Name but them. they were but. They were a thing. They, they were, were having but name, a moment. But name yeah. the, we'll name those good movies in their moment they made. Right. No, right. I, well, no, John it, Lovitz has been in good movies, but they but, haven't been John Lovitz movies. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like high school yeah. high. I mean, you know, John right. Lovitz movies came are the closest. Like I'm, I'm surprised. Like when I thought about it for a second, like, the fact you just said high school, high, I'm like, yeah, he did lead a movie once, right? Or twice. But like, <laughs> it's a like Dana Carvey, Master of Disguise. I yeah. mean, yeah, he was in Wayne's World, but that's that's it's not his that's, movie. That's not his movie, yeah. right? So I just mean though, it's like these. These were like star-making roles. I mean, yeah. after this, think about all the Martin Lawrence movies, right? Yeah. Blue Streak, like, you know, all those action movies that yeah. he was doing kind of the same thing. Not that these guys hadn't been around, but after this movie, yeah. I mean, they were just doing, they were both separately doing stuff. And then, you know, they, they come back to this and they do their own stuff. And here we are again, and they're back together. And, yeah. and it's like, it's amazing in this film. And before we get into it too much, but I was just going to say... um, this film, the chemistry, like it's like there wasn't that gap, right? Like 2003 yeah, to now, absolutely. But it's still there. But before we move on, real quick, uh, the other guy, Doug Richardson, who wrote the screenplay, uh, Die Hard Two, Money Train, was uh, Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson, uh-huh. I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, Welcome to Mooseport. I don't know. Uh, Hostage and Live Free or Die Hard. That's his last credit, which. <laughs> not, not my favorite of the Die Hard movies, but anyway, my I wonder if that Live Free or Die Hard credit is like he had taken a pass at a Die Hard movie a long time yeah. ago, and then they revamped it. Yeah, but that's, he had done enough that he they uh, owed him a credit. Maybe that, maybe that's true. That, that's my guess yeah. anyway. But but it's just also interesting. This is like the the second role that Will Smith like used to become a star. What was the other one that that was intended for someone yeah. else? Fresh Prince that was supposed to be kid and play. No yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh and they didn't want to, they didn't want to do a TV show. Oh my god. And and uh I mean and that was his star making role. Yeah, I totally. Mean, and and yeah. one of my favorite shows of all time yeah. as Tom knows. Yes. He's been through the journey with me. Colby, I'll just have to tell you and the listeners <laughs> might find it interesting. I have to tell this because totally. what, what else can you do but laugh, right? 
So the last year, I have been looking to get to buy the Fresh Prince complete series on digital because I love that show and I want to show Ryan and it's just you know it's hard to sh- find episodes and show them without you just just owning the whole thing and being able to go next 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 and it's not on Netflix or anything so. Anyway, it's on sale, like the sale price, you know, down from 300 or whatever crazy price they set it should be, like MSRP. Right. It's yeah. always 79.99. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to spend almost $100. Like yeah. I love this show. And it was locked in at that price for a year. No, I mean the last yeah. year. Seriously. And I, I would t- look too, like I would ever yeah. I would look in when some shows were on sale. Like, I'd it? look yeah. if it I would like cuz Kevin and I all the time are like, "Oh, hey, this is on Vudu for 5 bucks." Yeah, we're always yeah. sharing deals and so I appreciate that. And and so the last year I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like I want to watch all. I want to binge these all. I want to show Ryan. He's enjoying the show from what I've sh- showed him. Like I want to just you know buy these. So seventy nine, seventy nine, seventy nine. It's that all year long. So then around like November, I throw in the towel and I go. You know what? This show, I guess, because Will Smith is so popular, whoever owns the show, whatever. Like seventy nine is the price. They know they can get it. They're not putting this thing on sale. I buy it for eighty bucks. Then like. Two weeks later, <laughs> if it was even that long, <laughs> if it was even that two weeks later. Now, granted, I mean, remember, Tom and I for a year looked for it. Two weeks later, it goes on sale for something like thirty four ninety nine. Thirty four ninety nine. Yeah, half price, and right, right or less than half price. And to, just to just to kick you in the nuts when you're down, right now, Voodoo has it on sale for twenty six ninety nine. <laughs> so oh it never went on sale for as long as I've looked for it. We looked at least consistently for around a year. It goes from 80 to 35 one to two weeks after I buy it full price. And then now it's on sale even cheaper. I just, I couldn't believe it. I, I just, and I was like, <laughs> should I tell Kevin? Because like on Voodoo, <laughs> if you, if you've bought it, it doesn't show you the price right. anymore. It flips the price button to watch. And yeah. you just click. So if it's on sale, you don't, you would never know. You don't know what the price is unless you, I guess, log out. Right, but. right. Wow. So anyway, but I love that show. And so I was just like, I mean, yeah, it was great because since then, obviously I've gone through and we haven't watched the whole thing. Thing, but we watched at least a few seasons and uh i was really enjoying that but i could not believe it yeah uh, and but that's but i told tom i guess the even more funny the thing is i told tom i go i went ahead and bought it i threw it in the towel i don't want to wait anymore but i go as soon as i do this it's going to go on sale and then a week or two later i mean that's yeah. just how it works that's murphy's law right? yeah absolutely so anyway well another thing about yeah. the first bad boys that to keep in mind too is that this Predates Independence Day, so this. Oh, I thought Independence yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? This, I this that came 94. out before. This seven ninety seven ninety six ninety six was Independence Day. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so that's funny. For some reason, I had thought that Independence Day was first. Okay. Yeah. So he well, went. He went. Bad Boys, Independence Day, Men in Black. So this really was his first. Yeah, action. and then what screwed it up was Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had Enemy of the State in there, but they didn't. People didn't hold that one against him in the same way that they did Wild Wild West. But I really enjoyed Enemy of the State. It was like okay. what had I mean it had Lisa Benet. I mean yeah. it had uh, was that Anthony Hopkins? No, not Anthony Hopkins. Was it Hopkins? No. Who I'm thinking it? of Hopkins with Chris Rock. Damn, that's Gene right. Hackman. <laughs> that's Gene what it Hackman, was. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> fast forward, so it's twenty twenty and it's January and they're coming out with bad boys. And everything I've heard about this trailer, you know, I don't watch the trailers, I don't I've have to say that, but n- never seen a trailer do such a disservice to a movie. Yeah. So I didn't see it. I only, you know, it turned it came on in the theater, I ignored it, whatever. But everybody said this movie looks horrible, not funny, just te- just terrible. Terrible, the terrible. First trailer, the first trailer was rough. Um, you notice there's a trend now, and I know Kevin, you don't really watch trailers, but a lot of the trailers now try to have this very 
this very like unique syncopation with the action matching to whatever you know music is cut behind the trailer, right? Yeah. And this just didn't get it. The beats were all off. The pacing. Oh, because weren't off. they doing that dun dun bad yeah. boys? Yeah, they, and I remember hearing that, that dun dun. It was like Why? they were trying to use the the that bad boys thing as yeah. Yeah. as like the as like a rim shot after each. It didn't work. Yeah, and it made every one of the jokes fall flat, and it yeah. made every moment like there's the thing where the, where like they're standing in his balcony uh, in Miami, like his super badass uh, uh, bachelor pad, and they're like one more time. One more time, and I'm like, Bad in, boys. In, in the context of that trailer, it's the cheesiest thing ever. But in the f- within the context of the movie, it when you know what they've been through, and they've earned yeah. that moment, it totally worked. But in the trailer, I'm just like, oh, sweet baby Jesus, this looks awful. So I was it ex- made Martin Lawrence look like a lot worse. He's <laughs> been out. I don't want to say he's been out the game. He is just he's obviously rusty from like his cinematic prowess that we knew from the 90s and the early 2000s. And he's obviously had a lot of baggage the past few years. And that trailer, I mean, one, I was skeptical going in because of like the the distance from 2003. And we get the first trailer. I'm just like, yo, this looks so rough. And I hold Mike and Marcus. They're like black superheroes to me. Like in the way that I grew up. There's Axel Foley. Okay, it's a lot of Eddie Murphy. <laughs> there's yeah, Axel yeah. Foley, there's Fritz Hakim, there's Mike and Marcus, and these are like icons like yeah. in, of the culture. And to see this, all you're thinking of is like cash grab. Paycheck and movie, right. Yeah. Of, uh, oh, my God. In every bad Will Smith movie choice that he's made oh. in like the past several years, so before much. 2019, I actually think 2019 has been like a renaissance of Will Smith, and I'll even throw away Gemini Man. Because um, I understand, like I, I, I get it. Well, he made the but, biggest movie of his career in in 2019. I mean, there's no debating yeah. that it's been a comeback year for him. I mean, even if you know Tom and I have gone on record of not agreeing with a lot of choices in Aladdin, but mm-hmm. the movie made a ton of money. Yeah, you can't argue with the box office. Yeah, and and he's a huge part of it. I mean, you know, just just like Robin Williams was a huge draw and I'm not comparing the two, but in their own to each to their movie, Robin Williams. And when you think of Aladdin, what's the name you think of Robin Williams, right? You don't think of the guy that was on full house. I don't know what the guy that played Aladdin's name is. You know what I mean? Like it's Robin Williams, right? So when you think of the new Aladdin, I mean, I like that main actor, but I don't really, you know what I mean? What Mena Musad or whatever. Like I, I, but, but it's, that's Will Smith, the genie, like that's his movie. So yeah, I mean, whether you, whether you agree with the choices they made or not, it was a huge movie and Will Smith was a huge part of that. So, um, but anyway, yeah, it's been a huge comeback for him, but this movie just, just seemed like it was going to be a total cash grab. But with all that said, now that we've gotten all that out of the way, I have to say, this is how an action movie is done. Absolutely. I loved this movie. I have missed, like, I was not excited for this movie. And again, it had nothing to do with the trailer. I didn't see it. I heard the word was not that great. So I'm like, oh, it's probably not going to be good. But I just don't get excited for action movies anymore. I don't know. I've, there's been so many terrible, I mean, when you think of action movies, you're thinking of the Transformers movies. You're thinking of this. And that's Bumblebee aside. Right. I mean, Michael Bay Transformers movies. Um, but we've been burned on action movies. There have been so many bad action movies that I just don't get excited anymore. And then they make something like this, and I'm excited again. I'm like, oh, this is what an action movie can well, be. Well, for a long time, all the action movies were based around police work, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're based around superheroes uh, and toys and sci-fi. Gotcha. Like, you don't get a lot of That's a good point. cop action yeah. movies. Or if you do, they're more like really serious thrillers, like 21 Bridges, right. which has some action beats, but 
you know, wants to be something way more serious. But in the 90s and the 80s, right. action movies were cop movies. Yeah. Right? Like when you think of like 48 Hours or Beverly Hills Cop, which I know was a comedy, but still had that action element. I mean, action movies were cop movies. That's right. what they were, right? Yeah. And so you're right. And I don't even think of superhero movies as action movies. I know they clearly are, but like, right. I put those in a genre or they my have superhero their own movie. Genre right? in your head, but that's yeah. what's taken the totally. place. Totally. And so yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that, but you know, and a lot of those are really good. The bad big budget action movies, the, you know, they've they've been coming at us. So this reminded me what they could be. And I'm like, if we get more action movies like this that feel a little bit more like down and dirty and gritty and practical, yeah. you know, car chases, um, I have never heard of the directors of this movie. I know. Same. And I'm yeah, like, they're, they're kind of like these. I, I, I call them like they, they must have studied in the school of uh, Michael Bay for action filmmaking. Right. And right. They, they, I'm not, I'm not too, they haven't really done a lot of stuff. But I'm but, like, yeah, who are these guys and what else can they do? Because clearly they get it. I had no expectations for this movie. I just, I didn't expect anything from it. And I go into it. And I mean, from that opening scene with the car chase, which is not really a chase, but you think they're in the middle of some crazy, you know, it opens up with, uh, you know, uh, I guess, uh, I guess Will Smith's character, he always drives a Porsche because when I watch the first one, I'm like, oh, he has a Porsche in that too. So I guess that's his thing. He's rich. He inherited a lot of money from his family. Yeah, his family comes from money. So he's in this sweet Porsche and he's, you know, driving around a great action quote-unquote chase scene going around corners drifting driving backwards i mean it's awesome it's yeah. just awesome and the cops scene. are chasing them well you've, yeah. yeah you've got the cops with the sirens on so i mean it looks like it but you're 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 thinking these are these guys are cops they're not you knew there was a catch but right. anyway what is it and so they get to the hospital and it's marcus's daughters having a baby and so but that first action sequence that chase i'm yeah. like what a great way that's how you set the movie up right some yes. movies have one great setup and they never do it again you're like well what a waste you know what a bait and switch some movies this start does off- not look like a 90 million dollar movie no this especially when you know a good chunk of it went to the actors yeah definitely i mean and i but i think see i think that's the benefit you get when you get fresh directors like this you know i'm thinking of like the russos right like the russos or Michael Bay on the well, first one. Apparently, right? You know what I mean? Like they moneyballed it. You get people, yeah, you get people that know what they're doing, that are maybe fresh out of film school or have proven themselves with a couple little indie things. You can see they've got that it factor. But the closest thing I can actually think of that's more recent, much more recent than Michael Bay on the first, is that Neville Dean and Taylor that did Crank. Yeah. Dude, they were on the side of cars on roller skates filming those action sequences with yeah. Jason Statham. That first Crank movie, have you guys both seen that? I have not. It is I a, have. It is a lot of fun. Do you like Crank, Colby? I do. I, the I, movie. I, do. I won. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, first, the first Crank. Yeah. The first Crank. Um, so I actually came into it backwards. I didn't catch the first Crank. I was just, I don't know what I was doing yeah. in early college days. Okay. Watch Crank 2 first. And I'm like, what is going on? How does this movie get filmed? And who greenlit it? Right. How did Jason Statham agree to this? And <laughs> yeah. was was it Britney? Not Britney Snow. What's the other one? <laughs> they get them all mixed up. I don't know. Like it was the oh, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. And then I went back and watched the first quick. I'm like, oh, that's how it got done, right? And so yeah, Neville Dean and Taylor that they, they've moved on to some other things, but they've never they never really hit it big. But they were those indie like down and dirty guys that would do whatever it takes to get these scenes and they would do it on the the down low you know like the budget keeping it low again they're not following with a bunch of vehicles with cranes and stuff those dudes i mean literally were on the side of a car with roller skates filming as jason statham's next to them doing his action stunts so like (laughs) that's what it reminded me of though these guys 
guys are here on a ninety million dollar budget with these big names. I mean, this is full of names. There's a ton of people in it. Yeah, uh, and some really impressive action sequences. And the fact that they can keep that to ninety million dollars in this day and age, and, and this movie is going to make a ton of money. Yeah, There's I a, mean, it's the tracking has been nuts. Um, it was I, every studio lowballs it just to like you know kind of feel good if they get a surprise. <laughs> this is overperforming. Right, um, obviously. It's the MLK holiday weekend. This is a big weekend for a certain segment of like marketed films. I mean, you had Kevin Hart's The Ride Along. The Ride Along came out. Yeah. 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 So even like obviously a lot of people think that January is the dumping ground for bad movies. But I think there is a strategy to it. And if it's done right, you can really take advantage of it. Well, I I think there's there's two strategies for January, in my opinion. There's the dumping ground which certainly we saw the first two which weeks we, of this yeah year. We'll, we'll talk about dumping ground in the next episode <laughs> um but i think the other thing people are starting to find for not just january but first quarter is um uh franchises that are soft and like I, as much as i like this movie and i liked it a lot and and i if this had come out in july mm. it would have had its ass handed to it well that's coming off 2003 yes yeah. but this movie is the quality to where like the next one can open in summer i think potentially you know what yeah, i mean like yeah, i think like, it potentially it's quality. i think that would be a mistake i, I really hope that they, 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 they play it smart i agree and right I, along did and i yeah. get it i get it. i'm just saying though the quality of this movie i'm gonna say well, yeah. again this is an action movie this is how you do it like i did not go like oh this is a 90 million dollar action movie right. which sounds ridiculous but now they're 200 million right? right like i'm not like this is a low budget movie i'm not like this isn't like a you know old guy action movie this is a freaking action movie and yeah. so it could stand toe-to-toe toe with the movies of summer if people knew like yeah bad boys is a serious well, how franchise. much were the john wicks they oh, those, crazy amounts. no no those are yeah those are another couple of movies where they know how to yeah you know, i think the budget maybe climbed up a little bit sure. but yeah those guys know what they're doing because when you have stunt men and stunt coordinators you know taking the helm and doing doing it. yeah they know what to do they know how to be creative and clever because you know you got to think about it when you're on the matrix and even if that had a decent budget but if you're the stunt coordinator and the stunt guy and they say this is your budget make it happen right like they're used to working with someone else's money and within those constraints john wick one had a budget of 20 million dollars yeah that's crazy yeah. like and, and that john, makes sense because that was a cult classic nobody went to watch that in theaters yeah, yeah and john wick 2 was 40 john yeah. wick 3 was 75 okay yeah see oh, so wow. it's <laughs> yeah, that's a decent climb right yeah <laughs> but i'll tell you that first john wick not to get off on too many tangents but i saw that first john wick when it came out and i was preaching that like the gospel like yeah. i yeah. saw john wick before people had to tell me go see john wick right yeah, I was we the, did an episode on right it. Yeah. i was but i was the one that was like after I saw that movie, like, and it and it came out on Blu-ray, like, I was having friends over, and I would show them John Wick. You know what you do when yeah. you love a movie, and totally. you know people need to watch it, and they've never heard of it? I was having That's people nice. over, and then they were telling people. It was like uh, it was like Wayne and Wayne's World, and they tell two friends, oh. and they tell two That's friends. That's actually an old uh, shampoo commercial. <laughs> oh, but pair, yeah, they <laughs> yeah. Pair, yeah. I know from Wayne's World, though. Yeah. But so, this has the chemistry of, like, what makes a movie work. And I, I'm a big preacher in, like, not every film needs to try to win an Academy Award. And this right. was never trying to do that. But it's got movie stars. It's got a decent story. And it's entertaining. But that's, and if you could have those three, like, you have something. That's an action movie, right? right? Like, they're not trying to get Academy Awards. And, you know, and I mean, to your point, it's the, this, is, this is the perfect action movie. You have the humor. You have the stars. You have the action. Yeah. And it's 
it's fast paced, you know, um, it's a long movie and, and it, I, is. It, it drags two hours, it, you know, and, and you feel it. It's, I mean, it, there's a lot of movie there, but it's not that it's bad, but for an action movie, two hours is a long time. Well, the first yeah. one's two and the second one's two and a half. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really, it's, but you know what? Michael Bay never pulls back though. So I, I, I kind right. of, I mean, one, we just watched, we just watched six underground less than a month ago and think of the difference between that movie and this movie. Yeah. Like, well, and wow. I, th- I think part of the reason these movies are are on the longer end too, though, is that they. <laughs> what's that? He doesn't cut. He doesn't yeah. take anything out. But it's all fat. Yeah, and but they'll they'll let it breathe. They'll let yeah. they'll That's let true. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence take five minutes to to play with each other. You and know you what can mean? hear it too, right? You can yeah. hear it in the dialogue. Like there's there's interactions that, especially Will Smith, he's leaned more into his comedy chops in this film than he has probably in the other films. Um, because he's allowed to, and yeah. he has a new renewed sense of self that he's just went on, like on his personal journey yeah. over the past three years. And it's really showing in just how free he feels. But I think both of them had the room, like you're saying, Tom, to play. And this movie with the editing and with the cinematography knew how to take advantage of just some of the quieter moments. I mean, I mean, we're still stuck in the first scene, but one of the funniest <laughs> bits you see in the trailer is the Porsche pulls up in this sweet little maneuver to park. And then he hits it smack dab with a fire hydrant, and it works so well. I was, that it was coming. That that really happened. Like that was he, like Martin Lawrence. No way. And they and, they and they used it in the movie. And they kept going, kept they, rolling. And they kept oh it God. because and he's like, you're paying. Like, for- he opened it. He opened the door and hit hit the fire hydrant. And like obviously they don't own those cars, and they were everybody was like, <laughs> oh God damn it, and uh and. And because it was a little, it was like a minor news yeah. story, like a entertainment, like that. this is funny kind of thing that happened. Yeah. And then they kept it. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so many people were like, "Oh, Martin Lawrence hasn't been in a movie in so long." And then like, <laughs> and then the first thing he does is damage a three hundred thousand dollar car. And wow. and so they 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 used it. But that's that was a great comedy moment. I laughed yeah. out loud during that. Like that was because you're just not expecting it, right? You just get done with this action sequence which got you in the mood and you're like, yeah, this is the tone of the movie. It's awesome. And then that happens and the yeah. comedy comes. Like it's a perfect mixture of that. You know, they balance it without getting too zany. It never gets into like Jerry Lewis right. level. So mm-hmm. It's funny and it's consistently funny, but it's also a lot of times understated. And I think that's why movies for decades or, you know, going on a hundred years have played with that straight man, funny man. Right. It's because it's a dynamic that works. Yeah. I mean, because when you don't have two people or multiple people just yucking it up nonstop, you it, it, it balances it out. It keeps things from getting too crazy. And I just I love this dynamic. I mean, like you said, Colby, their their chemistry together and that dynamic is fantastic. I think it's also and it makes it makes room for the emotion, which I yeah. wasn't expecting as much as this film had. Yeah. I mean, once they get upstairs inside of the hospital room, you are transported back to 2003 when you notice that Marcus, he's already making a turn towards kind of trying to take a step back into being a family man. I mean, you know, Mike is a loner and he, you know, it has tough, tough time trying to connect to people. I mean, he, he can easily connect to women, but can't do anything much more past that. And Marcus, well, he can I connect mean, to them at a very base level. Yes. Right. Yeah. And Marcus is now pop pop. And we remember like, wow, he has a daughter. And one of the most iconic scenes from, from, from Bibles too. And this is something that's like infected the culture is the scene between him and Marcus and they're interrogating 
Reggie. That's the and scene. If you think of one scene from Bad Boys 2, that's that the scene. It. And I cannot what, believe they got this kid back. Like, what a great what, pull. He's not a, he's not a, he's not a, you know, he's not a, um, a trained actor. That was his first role he ever had in 2003. And, <laughs> and you he found a way to be able great. to get him back. Yeah. And they were teasing it, like, very minor. They didn't want to give it away. And it just worked. It also worked. Like, yeah, it would make sense. He's a very understated guy. Yeah. He's a military man. So he doesn't need to say anything. He's just there. Right? And it's all in his face. Cause, cause he still like, looks we, the exact same as he does, did. His facial, does. like his like nervous, very proper, like hello sir, like he just looks the exact <laughs> same, and it played so well. And again, I had no idea, and I loved. I it. leapt out my yeah. seat and clapped. I, that, and the whole laughed. audience cheered, and that I, that scene in two is so is so. So I hadn't. I had actually got to that scene in two after I saw Bad Boys for Life. Oh really? So, um, oh, that's yeah. too bad that you didn't get the. I didn't, and so, but when I saw Bad Boy, when I got to that scene in Bad Boys Two, I was like, "Oh, oh my god, look at that!" Yeah, and um, <laughs> but uh, that's a great pull. Sixteen years later, yeah. to get a minor character from one scene, an iconic scene, but it's right. like I'm here to date your daughter, and they get that guy back to be the father. But right? I will say, seeing <laughs> that scene, it's like you, it was so funny to and fascinating to see Will Smith drop into that character mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You, I mean, Will Smith doesn't act like he that. doesn't act like that. He can do it. He, like he has the reservoir to do totally. anything. Yeah. But at that time, it was so odd because Will Smith's choices, especially his performance-wise, were very calculated. Does yeah. It, and yeah. now he doesn't. I want to say he doesn't care. He's just so much freer. And well, I, I'm yeah. really excited to see where it goes. But yeah, I mean, this film has so many earned moments that you buy into everything. That's that's yeah. the thing. They they did. They did right by the fans of Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2, like me, Colby, the people that grew up with it. Yeah. You know, Tom, you just saw them and you're enjoying them. But it's and like... To but, me, I've seen them all within a week. Yeah. And, and like, there's no difference in quality between yeah. the three and in the my tone, head. it's not yeah. like they jump around. I mean, this movie was made... This is one of those movies that's, like, made for the fans with the love intended there but it doesn't ever feel like it's winking at you right never cheap this is what fan service is supposed to be yes like fan service isn't a bad word fan service isn't a dirty word when it's done right yeah absolutely but but sometimes it gets thrown around because there's a lot of bad fan service and so people sometimes think fan service is a bad word it doesn't have to be and this is the example i you know uh the scene the scene that that was my favorite in the second one Mm -hmm. um was when uh when Will Smith is sitting on the hammock with with Martin Lawrence's sister and they're revealing that they've been dating mm. and Will Smith has to has to confess that because I <laughs> has there ever been another scene where Will Smith has to play nervous like, <laughs> right like he's always the guy yeah. that's got it all together yeah. and knows exactly what's gonna how things are gonna play out and he's got an answer for everything maybe and, only when he was talking to uh, uncle phil about his uh dad yeah dad. totally but, but yeah <laughs> to, to see him play nervous was yeah. really funny totally it's, yeah yeah totally out of character for will smith right and um no i agree so it, it this movie if you're a fan of the others it's great if, if you've never seen the others I'm still going to wager you'll have a great time. I took my son, who's 15, who had never seen the other two, yeah. and he had a doctor's appointment, and so I was like, the way that fell, I'm like, we don't have time, you just have to go to the movie with me, and he's just <laughs> like, okay. Uh. And uh, <laughs> and he was just like, as soon as we were done, he's like, do we have do we own the other two he's like <laughs> so he loved great. it yeah and he's not a big action movie guy like he's a nerd like me and and uh and so 
for him to enjoy something like that, it has to be better than the genre, you know? Yeah. And uh, and he was like, do we have the other two? He's like, that was really good. And, and, I was like, you know. and I was the same way, not having never seen them. But after I saw this, I'm like, I'm going to go home immediately and watch the first one. Yeah. Like, I just, it reinvigorated. They got my, a two-pack on on voodoo for uh, 10 bucks it's they're both on netflix oh, right okay. now at least yeah. so you know but uh which is great if you haven't seen them in a while listeners go on netflix they're free and i'm sure most of you have that um but anyway so we've i think we've said and set it up i mean it's this is a great action movie <laughs> it is. so going going through some of the major plot points so my question since i hadn't seen the other two in a while so the bad guys in this movie are they like those like made up or are we supposed to know them no, they're nondescript in a sense. Yeah. And I, I, honestly, I can't remember the bad guy from one or two. But I mean, um, our, but we're not supposed to go, oh my God. Like, I don't think in, so. In Die Hard, no. spoilers, Jeremy Irons is Han, Hans Gruber's brother. Brother, yeah. yeah. So like, which was like, oh my God. Like, I mean, you learned that towards the end. So sorry, but you, yeah. it's you, been if you haven't 30 seen, years. If you haven't seen Die Hard 3, which is my favorite one and is amazing, you need to see it. So, but you know what I mean? Where that connection's like, oh my God, dun, dun, dun. I was waiting for some type of connection to pull it back because it would just make like narrative sense that, all right, well, well, why do we need this film? What's happened in these characters' lives that would like justify this other story to be told? Because right. it felt pretty done in the second one. And before even knowing anything about this film, and I'll just, I'll give this the one thing in the trailers. Yeah. For what the villain ends up being, you don't see this coming at all. In the Not trailer. at all. The trailer's oh, yeah. just selling you on Will and Martin. And but I thought that this was gonna somehow tie into Tia Leone's character. And I really did believe that there was gonna be some type of like, you know, illegitimate child that Mike <laughs> was gonna have. Yeah. I didn't know it was gonna end up playing out the way that it did. So it was funny how that worked out. But no, you don't you don't know this villain okay. at all. And that- I will say I didn't know how hard of an R this film was gonna be till we get introduced to La Bruja. It's um, great. It's great. Ooh. The action, the violence, it's great. Like for this type of movie. This yeah. is when you, when you want these movies have always had those bursts of yeah. of pretty yeah, sure. intense violence. Oh you yeah. You you just forgot it because it's been what, it's what 12 what 17 2020, yeah. 2020, 2020, 17 years. years. Yeah, you go, you go back to that first movie, right? And I mean, they're shooting people point blank. I right. mean, you're right. It from the beginning, it's been that type of yeah. But but I think you also tend to forget it because they're so funny. What you walk away remembering. Are the comedy the jokes? Beats, yeah, you yeah. Know? You're not thinking, but the action's great, and it, the gun stuff. I mean, that's the world that we're playing in here, and we always have. So, but yeah, so that was my question. I'm just thinking to myself. I don't remember. Is this someone's brother? Did was the dad a villain in the first two? Right, and so now you know. So to set it up, uh, and what we find out is that there's this woman that's in jail that uh, Mike apparently put away for life. She was the wife of uh, like a crime lord, drug kingpin, drug cartel, yeah, kind yeah. of guy. And so I guess he had gone undercover. Yeah. And was their dry was the driver. before Marcus, before that whole right. thing. So she has, you know, vowed vengeance. And so she does this escape, which was another great action scene. I thought her escape and the the twist and everything, the switch, uh, was really good the way she gets out of prison. But her mm-hmm. her agenda, her whole thing is to take out everyone who put her husband away i'm sorry that put her away killed the husband we're talking about the judge the lawyers the crime scene forensic investigators and mike and mike she wants to save for last and we don't know exactly why but mike needs to see all these other people die and then he needs to be saved for last and then you have to tell him these specific words right so we know there's something very personal connection here. yeah um and so she has tasked her son which it looks like he was born in prison is i guess after 
she that was part was a little a, a little grayer because like the pictures that I see of the son with his dad, I didn't remember if the oh, dad died what? beforehand or afterwards because oh. like he he's thinking of the, this father like as a father figure and the father's heralded in Mexico as like a yeah. as like a, a kind of you know even though he's a he's a well known drug lord. He's also like he does a lot for the community, right? I don't so think I was, he remembered I, him though. I, I he, took it as his father was like this larger than life like a legend. figure, yeah. okay? And and he like he he grew up with this very romanticized yes. notion of him. And his mom, Gosh. I think, yeah. taught him from their right. discussion. But he that, never he never really had dealings with him, so all he had was this very. Romanticized, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I just kind of took it he was maybe born in prison because the dad's dead. She's put away and has him. But either way, he was very young or was born after the dad was dead. So she has now tasked the son with going on a mission to take all these people out in the states. She's staying back in Mexico. He's in the states, and this kid is a badass. He, he pulls no punches. No, I mean he, he is. You don't mess with him. He's on a mission. Uh, He's doing. He's a, a soldier, right? He's doing and every. It, there's a line that's dropped where he does have. Um, he he used to be on the other side for the good guys, so he used to be in like some type of special forces with. You oh, know, really? As an American. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that it came up really, really quick. But yeah, it, it made because he said it's like you know. Um, the mom said, you know, you used to be on the other side, but now you're on mine. Yeah, she like said, yeah, no, you're right because she said you you sound like a gringo. Yeah, you spent so much time. I just thought that meant that like she was in jail and he was living among people and i didn't really realize or think that he did anything like on the good side but i do i do remember that line so if you know i don't i'm not sure what his past was but he has the training he is a badass in the way that like if you told me he was in military special forces or something that's how this guy moves that's how he acts so the first scene when he after the mom gets out of jail and he's tasked with going to set up shop in the States is uh, he goes to a, I guess uh, the guy that the crime kingpin now that's running the territory, the dad used to run. uh, He goes to him and he's like, Hey, here's this money I smuggled in for you. Uh, Get me our weapons, everything that we need or whatever. And the guy ends up trying to screw the kid over. And it's like, you know, instead of (laughs) taking the payment, he gives the kid this small payment and the rest of the money he, the kid was supposed to have to build his empire. He was going to take, and he's like the kid's just like no and he ends up doing this like john wick style yeah martial arts gun you know military stuff where which sets this character up as a badass from the get and it's awesome the the fight choreography the action choreography again like it's really good yeah it's 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 not that super edited what am i really looking at not not taken right Yeah. yeah You can see everything. That's the thing. If Joe was here, I mean, he would attest to it. Well, he, the, he hates the quick, choppy cuts, the red, you know, red two, yeah. those kind of action sequences. And so uh, the one thing I noticed, I watched this, you know, on the big screen, you know, sitting right up there. I can't, I think, I can't remember if I saw this one on IMAX. I saw one of the two on IMAX. But anyway, I'm right there and I'm like, I could follow every action beat. None yeah, of it yeah. was like a, a cheap cut. And so, that's even stuff with Will Smith. I know there's some stunt doubles. This stuff, but, goes into the budget, though. Um, yeah. They have a new way of using the stunt actors, but just like really doing it well, mm-hmm. imposing Will and Martin's face onto them. 
Really? I, I was I was wondering times. if I was wondering if they did that because yeah. the scenes where Okay, so there's a scene where Will Smith jumps out of a window, does some crazy stuff, uh, and then, you it know, it speeds up a little bit. And then it cuts, and then, yep. you know, he's there, just like every action movie does, where there's a stunt guy, and then it cuts a different angle, and the, the guy kind of like acts like he's landing or whatever, you know, right. It's right? But when it was happening, I noticed that the face wasn't really towards the camera, and then it was fast moving, so it had a blur to it. Yep. Um, and I didn't even notice, but if they did like superimpose his face on there, even for just so subconsciously they did it very well because because it all seemed fluid like like you know will smith isn't jumping out of a window down three stories but i didn't go hey that looks like a totally different guy where like you know in a a parody movie they would cut to someone like different skin and a different build like (laughs) to make the joke (laughs) like i'm gonna get you sucker yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) yeah i I (laughs) love it right because it's like it's it's exaggerated but you used to watch 80s action movies where you'd be like that's not the guy right and so um, but in this movie, again, for this small budget, like whatever they did with those CG enhancements, the action scenes, they either looked like Will Smith yeah. or to his credit, there's some scenes that I don't know, maybe it is really good uh, superimposing, but I saw scenes where it looked like Will Smith was fighting. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, that and he's in really great good. shape and he's been making these kind of movies for yeah. years. So uh, there's, you know, I mean, like the hand to hand stuff, Colby, do you think Will Smith did some of that or you think they're I'm all sure because I okay. mean, one, this was not too far off the heels of the work that he did in Gemini, man. So mm-hmm. um, and, you know, me being down here in Atlanta, I was paying attention to a lot of the production shoots and this is yeah. a quick shoot. I mean, this was something that was done um, just in a couple of months and it was wow. pretty fast, uh, the turnaround. So, yeah, With that budget, I, but and, he's, he's yeah. capable of being able to do this. still. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Martin, not so much, but I don't think like his character wasn't written. To he do doesn't that No, No, Martin. I mean, he's Marcus has never been that character, right? Yeah. Will Smith yeah. is the ladies man, the, the action guy that's going to go and jump off stuff and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so it's like, yeah, Martin Lawrence is going to sit there and he's going to complain about it. And now, you know, I was supposed to retire. I mean, he's totally doing yeah. like the Danny Glover. Um, well, and they've, they've I'm always, yeah, they've yeah. always kind of had the running gag where Will Smith says some, some badass action thing to achieve something. And Martin Lawrence's character just kind of walks down the steps or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, goes around something. I would you have know. jumped off that, if I knew right. you just gonna walk. <laughs> that played really well. Yeah. And, it, like, yeah, that action scene again, it was great. And then the comedy, that's the thing. It's for, for every action beat or maybe every two action beats, there's a comedy beat. Yeah. And it never undermines the action and it just ramps up the experience, the enjoyment. I mean, my theater. Tom and I go to a theater because it's the closest AMC to us, but it's also in a dead mall with no stores. Well, I went to, to the press screening. Okay, but yeah. no, I mean, in general, oh, Tom yeah, yeah, and I yeah. go to these this AMC, and this mall is dead. The only thing there is a Cheesecake Factory and the theater. I mean, there's like an art gallery, but whatever. It's yeah. a mall and a Cheesecake Factory with a with an AMC. And so this theater's dead. Anytime you go, doesn't matter. Friday night, Saturday morning, the theater's dead. There's three people there. There's one person working. They practically have to bounce between the concession stand and the ticket booth. they scan I mean, you they scan your tickets at the concession stand. yeah sometimes there's yeah. one employee it's it's terrible for service for getting in it's, it's a terrible experience but it's close whatever so this theater 1 30 p.m bad boys is like almost sold out my theater was packed oh, yeah i get out at, at my 1 30 movie i get out the theater is packed overloaded the concession stand out the door you know what i mean yeah this movie brought the people in now i know families were there for Doolittle as well but i mean the bad boys theater was packed i'm telling you this movie brought yeah. in the people so it's it's definitely a resurgence for this franchise so anyway the whole movie is set up with will smith trying to figure out why this 
group, these people are trying to kill him. And then also following this kid around and you know the mom's telling him to do this do that and do the bidding or whatever um early on in the movie you knew will smith wasn't going to die but they do that thing where um Mar- is it marcus's retirement party what 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 yeah. party yeah it was a little no retire- oh, no no it um, was uh, his celebrating him being a grandpa, just celebrating right? the okay the baby yeah okay i because i know he said he was going to retire and i didn't know if they if it was implied that he also said, okay, this is it or whatever. But so they're celebrating and then he and Will Smith have their banter. They, they think, yeah, they're who can be, who's faster in a foot race. So they have it. Joe Pantoliano is there and he's Joey pants. Yeah. He's great. I mean, he's been there through all of them. Um, and so they go off in this race and Will Smith is just passing Martin Lawrence up easily. And then all of a sudden you see the motorcycle go by and the guy with an Uzi, and he shoots up Will Smith. Yeah, and so like point blank in the yeah, chest. I mean, twice. and and so I was like, what? like a POD song. He took two to the chest. <laughs> but I mean, it's brutal. And I'm I'm really thinking is. like, I know this movie's about these two. There's no right. way he's right. dead. But I'm like, what kind of trickery are they doing here? I was so confused because. Again, I knew he wasn't going to die, but also I didn't see the trailers, and I'm like, was this like a total... It was not in the trailer at all. Is this a... Nope. Yeah, I'm like, is yeah. this a head fake? Is it like all this stuff happens before? So I, I didn't know what was right. going to happen. Um, so anyway, uh, Will Smith, I think, is out for six months, and yeah. he's like almost in a coma. Like, he's he's hooked up And to- there's some very uh, like touching moments here of... Yeah. of that montage of, 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 of Marcus. Of Marcus. The, co- to him. the cocoa bean. Yeah. Which was <laughs> midnight cocoa bean. Which was funny and a nice callback, but also sweet. sweet. Yes, yeah. that's the thing. And I will say, you don't see in very many movies um, men being tender with each other. No, but you really don't see it with black men being yeah. tender to each no. other. And and I thought that was real. I thought that was a really nice touch. But this goes back to the first movie, nineteen ninety five, yeah. Martin Lawrence. I love you, man. Yeah. You know, and Will Smith's mad at him. And he goes, I do. I really do. I yeah. love you, man. And so they've had that relationship. Absolutely. So it's, so it's great. So, but so Will Smith gets laid up for these six months and Martin Lawrence is taking care of him and you get those funny moments, but also sincere. And then, uh, <laughs> a man that cut to the, you Yo. think it's a funeral <laughs> yeah. again, another great comedy beat, but also like a, WTF moment where right. you're just like it looks you see all the cops there and and Martin Lawrence is crying right dearly beloved and yeah and it it, it looks <laughs> like you're at a funeral but then they're at the wedding and so Reggie and uh Marcus's daughter are getting married so you know that's finally happened and you see Will Smith there but the rest of the movie Will Smith is on uh, has a vendetta he right. he wants to find this person that tried to kill him you know um there's a guy gunning for him so that's really it's the whole game of cat and mouse it's it's you know a lot of action set pieces but plot wise that's pretty much what they're doing the whole time but Uh, the conflict is pretty brilliant that now you've had marcus after this incident to say you know what lord if you can be able to pull him out of it sure i will never use violence again i like it yeah that's the perfect setup to like what's going to make every interaction that they're on, you know, difficulty. You know, right. uh, it, 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 it makes it very, very funny because, you know, there's a new team of young guns that are, you know, that are like tasked to try to, I mean, yeah. whatever super, <laughs> super cops yeah. that they're supposed Is to be. Ammo? And I got to be honest yeah. with you, I was unsure how they were going to work. Same. I really, they, really they were really good. So but now, okay, were. so. I, and I liked uh, I, I, this movie. I wish it's. There's a lot that happens in this movie story-wise, so there's only so much they could do, but I wish they would have explored a little bit, like, the the concept of this team is kind of like the millennial police team, yeah. and 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 these two are kind of like, what the hell, because they got this big, huge, tough guy, and he's like their IT guy yeah. doing the computer It's great. Stuff. I mean, and it's a modernization. Yeah, of- and they're just like, what is happening? But, like, but there are moments in the movie where 
it's like you also kind of get reminded why you don't see a lot of action movies like this anymore, which is like there's there are moments where you watch Will Smith interacting with the suspects where you're like, am am I supposed to be rooting for him right now? Like <laughs> the DJ this... Khaled cameo is the, in that scene at a butcher shop is yeah. completely yeah. perfect. You can't do that nowadays. That right. was cool in the 80s and 90s. But now with just you know, the sign of the times are. I mean, Will Smith, you know, as he's trying to investigate, he's, he's not supposed to, but he's trying to investigate, you know, his own, you know, uh, would-be murder himself, and he goes to a local snitch, and it's DJ Khaled, and he's, he's playing up his Khaledness and stuff like that. He takes, what is that, a, a meat, like, tenderizer? Yeah. yeah. And bashes in his hand. Right. And it I mean, that's a total mafia to move. Table. That's a mobster type thing. You know, go to the butcher really shop is. and hit the yeah. guy with the meat tenderizer. He yeah. gets pig fat on his suit and you just see his face. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that. that's when he gets worried. Yeah. yeah. But it, and it's funny, but at the same time, you're just like, am I, like, this isn't police work that we can find humor in anymore in the way no. that yeah. you could. In the same way that, like, you know, there are scenes in Porky's that you watch at the time that were funny, okay. and you look back on them now, and you're just like, "Whoa, Ugh. that's uh, Revenge not of the cool. Nerds." Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I the way that I took it though, and had it having not seen the others in a while, but that's why they're bad boys, right? Yeah. I mean, they're yeah, but, bad boys. They're not, but that's not cool they don't, anymore, right? But they don't and, play by the books. And, and it's also like if 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 that was not Will Smith. If yes. that was Mel Gibson, oh, I'll, say, I'll say it. If they were two white, if they were white, right. yes, <laughs> yeah, and you it, could it, not make this. And it move. was, yeah. and, yeah. it, and it was. So the I saw it at a screening, and I'd say it was probably sixty, seventy percent black. Yeah, and like it was, it was interesting to watch because like a good chunk of the crowd was like, "Yeah, you go, Will Smith," but there were some people in the crowd that were like. Um, that's a cop. I don't think <laughs> yeah. that's what we want to encourage in police officers. It's, it, it, you're right. Yeah. It's such a different time, right? Yeah. And and I, I know that's the only thing. And there's not a whole ton of that, which is great because it's just yeah. a different time. To but where you they can't. And, but they it doesn't go unaddressed because Marcus calls him on. Yeah. It. He's just like yeah. we, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like that's not that's not cool. That right. that's you know, and everything you're finding would be completely inadmissible. Like you know, so it's like you you. You gotta rein that in, right? I mean, yeah, and like, that's what ammo's goal kind of is. They want right. to do police work, you know, for the future, but different. Like they, ch- the choice to use different interrogation tactics, even when they're doing their stakeout or the type of right. ammo pun <laughs> pun not intended that they use to take down these bad guys. And this is so going against how Mike has always done his job. And you know, there's a lot of these different battles. You know, he's he's trying to do police work different, but just can't this is all he's known all he's known how to do it yeah he's an yeah. old old cop and it's like you can't teach him new tricks right i mean this yeah. is how he does business so ammo real quick so rita what is she from two where where do we know I her i don't from? remember or her. is this just like, a new character again that I we're supposed think to know the that's back? just a new, new character yeah. see that they, they, they introduce it so nonchalantly that you mm-hmm. just i presumed i forgot her from yeah. the other movies right but okay well because the love interests and the first one was Tia Leone. Kind right, of. They, they, right. they didn't really go. Well, but they, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then Gabrielle Union in the second one. Yeah, so that's. But it seems so natural that they did a really yeah. good job because I'm like, yeah, I guess she well, was. Well, because, yeah, there's a backstory there and they they explain it quickly. But I was having the same thing, especially since I hadn't finished two yet. You I was figured. Like, probably I was like, that. is she from something? But, um, but, 
uh, I will also say that I thought it was a nice touch that his love interest was age appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Like so often, you know, they that's like 25 year old. <laughs> yeah. Because he's in real life. He's 51. She's 41. I believe. Yeah, OK. So, yeah. So he's not dating Vanessa Hudgens in this. Movie. Right. So I thought that that was something they were going to play with. But <laughs> totally no, they just got they got Latina Kobe uh, Smolders. For this yeah. Role. So yeah. Cool. <laughs> so but OK. So so I guess you're just you they give you the backstory. and It's so so well done. I mean, it's really fleshed out which is impressive because it made me think oh i probably just forgot her from the other one so so you've got rita who's the the leader of ammo you have she began her career in the police force as a uh, meter maid i'm not it's a beatles reference lovely rita (laughs) (laughs) didn't pick up on that one sorry (laughs) um but uh so you've got uh then you've got rafi who's this like not henry golding i mean i'm like who i'm like who is this guy melton yeah i'm I'm like i I confuse their names so much this kid he's got it though this is this is the next guy he's 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 good he's cool i just i'm like i thought maybe he was someone else like i'm like i don't know who this is but he's like got this chiseled jaw and he's 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 funny he's charismatic so he looks like young ac slater okay i kind of see that i just he looks a lot like henry golding from crazy rich asians to me like i just am like he had that like charming that charisma or whatever but he's more like he's like buff and chiseled right and so he's like kind of a he's this hot shot tech guy he's kind of like the uh the mic of this group, right? He's, he's just got that smart ass attitude and he's going toe to toe with him. Um, yeah, you've got Vanessa Hudgens, who's a badass in this movie. I mean, she's really good. Uh, you know, I, she, she looked in the role. I wasn't sure how that was going to play out. And then you have the big tech guy that Tom was mentioning earlier that I, uh, Katie said he was in the hunger games. She said that he was for the Capitol. He was, he was, he he was, uh, I only remember him from the race from which mountain. Okay. But yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently he was in the hunger games. He was for, the capital he was the male tribute for the capital and you know really big strong tough guy so which was funny it was that you know he was a tech guy in this movie and he he basically needed therapy because he uh he hit, he hit a bouncer that was picking on a woman right so he hit a bouncer but ended up killing him yeah and so now he's sits behind the computer so i had a moment of i just researching this yeah. uh of feeling better about i was like oh my god was i racist like i i thought i thought the um the charles melton guy Mm -hmm. i thought he was the asian guy on 13 reasons why there's a football player who's asian okay uh, who has a fairly significant role on 13 reason why he is not oh yeah he's from he's from uh, riverdale yeah he's from riverdale but he replaced the guy who on so the guy who he plays reggie on riverdale but apparently Another guy originally played Reggie on Riverdale, and mm-hmm. he left the show because yep. of his commitment to Thirteen Reasons Why. Uh, so he replaced the guy that is so they under, obviously look so they similar. Obviously, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, okay, so look, they look like I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> there's a, there's, I don't want to say there's a few of them, but I mean, no, there's there's that type. There's yeah, they're trying to fill like that niche that you know that um um, it, it, and it's and it's cool. You're good. Yeah, from this black guy from this black guy. You're good. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, they, I, I liked him. I thought he was really yeah. good. I'd like to see him in more action roles. So anyway, I think that's that's the team. So you've got this team. It's a very to, small team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so the whole thing is that you know they're trying to track down the Will Smith case. They're trying to go after the kid, the cartel kid, and. Uh, the whole time will smith is wanting to do his own detective work with Khaled and you know doing that rough interrogation and so finally you know he uh joe pantoliano the captain is like look 
okay, fine. You know, you're going to, if, if this blows up, it's on me and I'm not going to be happy about it, but you can go be a consultant. So the whole movie, he's working together with ammo to try to solve the case, but you know, he always has to inter- inject himself. So it's not like he can just go along for the ride. Yeah. They go to a, a, a weapons or a, like yeah, a weapons deal. And uh, instead of just sitting there and doing the surveillance, like they're all doing, he sees that the cash bag is empty, meaning that uh, the, you know, the bad guys characters are going to be ripping off the ammo guy and the ammo guy has the info he needs of who these people are so he goes in and there's a big firefight really good action sequence here mm-hmm. um but you know but but uh mike can't let it go it's very personal to him and this is what he does like he's not gonna stand on the sidelines so it's the whole time you know he's he's dealing with that but meanwhile when things go south and there's all these dead bodies everywhere it's kind of blowing up on ammo right like because all these casualties are happening and they're making a lot of noise and a lot of damages and eventually uh the captain has this heart to heart with him when they're at like a soccer game and he says this whole long diatribe thing which ended up being really funny because i'm like where is this going yeah you know but but he eventually he's like you know he gives him this whole horse metaphor type thing but where the guy is like going so fast and and someone says where are you going and he's like i don't know ask the horse and he's like you're you're try you keep going and going and going but you don't know you know where and why you know you're yeah. just doing it and so they have this really nice heart-to-heart moment uh but these guys are the the bad guys are trying to kill everybody associated with the the kingpin's death and they end up taking out the captain that um, was like my audience and me yeah. i yeah it, that, surprise. That, i felt that and like one i'm watching adobe so i could feel the shot go through my back yeah while it's going wow. through his neck yeah and I just I didn't see it coming. It was, I, you, it was, and I'm usually good about it. Yeah, but it was brutal. Um, Another one of those. I mean, really the was. shot with you know probably like a 50 caliber sniper rifle or whatever. I mean, it was huge. It was just like Poof. I mean, you could I could feel it, and I wasn't in dull. But you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. it was a big moment where right in and front you, of Will Smith. You care for this character? Oh yeah, because you've known him since 1995, and that, yeah. you know I, I I love. I'm actually I'm, I'm working on a piece for a website about yeah. you know um, uh, uh, movie um, cop captains, yeah. right? And like that archetype is so like prevalent in these type of stories sure. and you get it. They're always the loud and they're right. drinkers and they talk like this. And then he's so iconic for having this very manic personality and then it being quelled by the Pepto-Bismol. Like yeah. He sucks this thing down yeah. like it's candy and it's just – it is so funny. Like it's it's him, you know, and yeah. he got taken away and it, and it really wasn't his fault. And, and, you know, Mike is really starting to feel the weight of his past catching up to him. Like what – has he done that all these people around him are dying and he can't, he doesn't have the power to just fix it. Yeah. And it's, it's he's frustrating. Him. It's so a, real quick from that archetype does the first time I really remember seeing that in a movie was, uh, was Beverly Hills cop. Does, does it predate that? I think what came first, either weapon or Beverly Hills cop. Pretty sure Beverly Hills cop. That sounds right. right. Cause I think uh, I just remember yeah. all those eighties movies had the angry captain. I just, I, I remember that as long as I've been seeing these movies. So Lethal Weapon was, let's see. Is it 83? I want to no. say Lethal Weapon was like 87. Yeah, Lethal Weapon is 87. So Beverly okay. Hills Cop was like 84, that would have been yeah. I believe. Yeah. So so this, so this so Armando is the kid, the, the kingpin, mm-hmm. uh, the boss's kid that's been killing tried to kill him and is killing everyone around him so uh and the mom is isabel so so you know will smith's trying to figure this out and to colby's point i was just gonna say it's like this character who's always in charge always you know hot shot mike like he's 
kind of helpless, which is a really weird place for him to be yeah. out of sorts because he's always got things pretty much figured out. Uh, so he's seen all these people die around him, but things start to go south when, I mean, the captain's dead. Uh, you know, ammo is basically about to be disbanded because they're, you know, blowing stuff up. Stuff keeps going south. Yeah. Uh, and without the captain there to hold it together, uh, you know, they're like, ammo's done for. And so obviously it's a point of contention with Will. I mean, you know, the what Rita's not happy about this, you know, because she brought him in and she keeps saying like, he needs to not be here. And he's basically getting them all disbanded. Um, but they, they end up tracking calls at, at, uh, before the thing gets disbanded, he goes to the tech guy and they have the cell phone of one of the, the dealer guys that was selling that ammo. Oh, yeah. There was a, there was a, in pretty much what led up right before, I mean, it was right before, right after the killing was, the big stakeout or kind of takedown of one of the principal members of this new cartel that the son is taking over. Yeah. It was his birthday party at a club. Yeah. And they infiltrate the nightclub and everything like seems to be going great until the guy escapes. And it's a really cool chase. It's yeah. a that really turns good into action like, sequence. It's, it's, this is probably the biggest action set piece of the film. Yeah. And it's really funny because Marcus is still in battle with his nonviolence and he's not being very helpful, but there's a lot of comedy that comes from it until Mike convinces him that he's doing this for oh, the Lord. And so they're no longer bad boys, the, but the, they are bad boys for the Bible. And the Lord provided you this machine gun. That was gun. hilarious. <laughs> will smite he's like, them. He's like, I need this. He's like, that's your slingshot. This is my slingshot. Like, oh my God. So funny. Yes. The comedy and, is so know, great. Yeah. The, the end of that action set piece when there's just like so much mayhem, so much, you know, uh, uh, damage is being done. They have a helicopter that the young guy's on. He has like a rocket oh, launcher. Are you talking about the scene they stole from Fast and Furious? Oh, absolutely. The Rock did this yeah. exact same thing he with a machine did. gun with a helicopter. Like, I mean, oh, this yeah, was, that was in Fast and Furious 7. 7, I think. It's, I mean, this yeah, is straight. <laughs> I can't believe they, such a recent action movie, they totally uh -huh. ripped that off. I mean, it was funny, but I'm like, oh, it would have been, been great if they winked at it. Like, yeah, yeah. But, so, but it was, it was, it was really cool. But there was those words that um, the son uh, said to him while he was hanging off of the helicopter. Yeah. Um, this kid's about to shoot through. So the, 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 guy that's at the club with the birthday they do that whole comedy thing i mean it's 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 great where there's the chase and then you know will smith jumps off the balcony marcus takes the stairs but it, it's this is the end of that but this is like a 10 minute scene or yeah. something where they go to a warehouse and there's a shootout and then they leave the warehouse and they get on a motorcycle i mean it is it's awesome great action scene but but this is what colby is talking about is he's the guy at the club is hanging on the uh, helicopter like uh, the ladder that's hanging down and will smith's under him and the um, armando is like move and he doesn't and he's like well i've got to kill will smith so just get out of here so he shoots him he falls off the thing and then he says these words to Will Smith. And I come to find out in the movie, they're made up. I'm like, I don't know what it's like. Hasta, hasta la fuego. Yeah. 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 So Which is I, not, like, it, it, yeah. it's a completely made up word. And I'm glad that they said that too. I'm like, yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't know what that means. And then when they said <laughs> yeah. that, I'm like, okay, I've never heard of that. Um, but he says these words to him. Um, but he ends up, it's jump. like until the fire or until the burning. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, but it's a saying that the mom told in the previous scene, she says to Armando, she's like, say these words before you kill him. And so and that's what triggers him to go to the big IT guy to mm -hmm. look up the phone records. And that's stuff what like it is. That. So they trace it yeah. to Mexico and he ends up, you know, saying, I'm going to go do this. You know, I've got to track this down. Well, that big emotional scene in the garage outside of that. That's um, right. That's, when he, ammo, that's, when, he, that's like, when he figures it out. Like, yeah. I think he's, and I, I, that's where I, even though I kind of thought about it, I just thought it would have let it go. But then he said, 
I think he's my kid. Yeah. And I, I didn't expect that whole beat. I mean, I no, never I in a million years thought that was happening in this movie. But since that saying is made up, which I mean, that's mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's smart writing because it's like, well, how is he going to figure this out? That's something they used to say to each other. So Tom was talking about it earlier. He was undercover when he was trying to take out that cartel guy. And he was the driver of Isabel. And they ended up falling in love. And that was their saying. So and when, I could see it, too. Like, it didn't feel cheap and just like absolutely like contrived. Like, no, it felt natural this this they set sense. it up and no, I mean, yeah, there's so it. many times when you have a, yeah. a, a story a franchise that's this old and they're yeah. like hey there's this big thing that happened that we never told you about yeah. it just feels really tagged on yeah. and and this didn't especially because i mean they basically tell you this happened almost immediately prior to bad boys one and that right. yeah. he was undercover and yeah. he couldn't he was never on his official record and yeah. and and i also like that it's the backstory of of basically, it's the origin story of Mike. Of Mike. Mm-hmm. She uh, made Mike. Mike. Isabel. Like, That's why you dress like a drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. This, this and it makes so much sense. It's yeah. a commentary just on how, how that character was built and like how like how do you how does this guy Will Smith six foot two or three or whatever with these flashy clothes like what would make him think like you thought oh because he comes from money but like no he was steeped around this this lifestyle the lavish, and it was to him. The, and, yeah it's it it really yeah. they it's it's because it's good writing they built this up yeah. and they also left clues and little hints and kept you guessing throughout the whole movie it wasn't that reveal where but at the they, very end they're just like yeah Bah! and also yeah. they never took away anything that was established in the yes, first there's movie. no retconning yeah they literally no, gave a backstory to so a character good. who didn't have a backstory right they didn't screw up his current they gave stuff. you an origin story you didn't know you needed wanted or was yeah, there yeah and yeah. it doesn't this is how it should have been in gemini man because he, <laughs> well, he he uses some of the lines in this film he's like he moves like me he's like the young up version of me <laughs> <laughs> that's funny through all that he's like i think he's my kid and he says i you know we had this affair and we fell in love and we were gonna run away together and then you know she went to jail and he you know joined the police force and, and all the stuff that we've seen since then over the years uh, and so he decides that he has to go to mexico um there's a really funny scene where you know marcus shows up on the plane he's not gonna he doesn't want anyone to go with him you know this is my fight this that kind of thing scene. but wow, the plane the scene i mean and the what's actually brilliant about the comedy in this scene is they address that other people can hear them right. how many times in a movie yeah. are people talking out loud saying ridiculous things dangerous things criminal things and they're just talking and we can hear them but like there's people right next to them and you don't think that's a problem yeah this movie addresses it i love it it's 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 so realistic you know when he's talking about you know saying all these keywords like you know blow up and kill and all this stuff they're on a plane oh, right and these people are looking at him like oh no no i i could see how that could be misconstrued well you know it's a very funny moment and they keep switching seats whatever it's a really good beat but they end up in mexico and you know this guy owes him a favor so he gets them hooked up with with money and guns and everything that they need uh and then ammo shows up and earlier in the movie marcus called ammo and wilson is like i can't believe you called them and once again he's like you called them again and and he said i feel safer with them around and 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 mike says yeah i do too so now they're all going after the this is like the big action sequence they go to isabel in her mansion she says meet me at 6 30 at this or this old hotel that uh, apparently is where they used to stay uh, and so they get to the big hotel. And it's kind of the standard action thing, like meet me in this abandoned place so we can have all this violence and, and not come have, alone, not no have to worry about casualties. And, yeah. <laughs> but so they 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 get there, and uh, you know she she shows up, and and uh, you know they have their moment. They you don't really know what her intentions are because she's like, well, 
I tried to kill you, but it didn't work out. And maybe this is, you know, whatever a sign or God's trying to tell us that we're supposed to be back together or whatnot. Um, but things go south and violence ensues and it's a huge yeah. gunfight. All of ammo's there. Her crew's there. Uh, Armando's there kicking ass. I mean, it's just a big, huge epic. Yeah. yeah. But even even here, there's there's still funny moments. Like, Oh, totally. When, when Marcus is trying, to, they're shooting at the helicopter and he's like, I'm going to take out the the pilot yeah <laughs> Will Smith is like but if you take out the pilot and then well yeah but it's, so, it's so great how it's written though because it's it's yes. not he, they don't say as much and they don't even get right into it he's like where are you aiming the rudder no I'm shooting the pilot no aim at the rudder now I'm gonna get the pilot boom shoots the pilot he's like if you shoot the pilot then yeah. and the helicopter crashes there's the scene where the tech guy uh, you know oh my like god he has his Hulk out moment yeah and, and, yeah. and Mike if that uh, was an audition tape for like his own like to make sure that he keeps going John in his franchise. Wick, that, oh, yeah. Right. No, dude, he's your next Captain America. It's awesome. And yeah. but at the beginning, Mike's like, I'm gonna need you to hurt some people. I will pay for the therapy. Yeah. Very funny. <laughs> and, and then I like he says back. it and it, it, this is where it's so important to know that sometimes you can get a laugh by not playing it for a laugh. Yeah. And that tech guy looks at him and he goes Thank yeah. you. I'm going I'm to going... need it seriously. Yeah. And it's really yeah. funny, but it's also endearing because he's dead he's serious. serious. And, it, and there's yeah. a callback later yeah. to it. Uh but anyway, but then he does this like I'm not going to say it's as good as, but it's reminiscent of like the old boy hallway scene. I mean, he has this badass side view thing where he's taking people out in a 300 John Wick style, like yeah. just action yeah. badassness where you're like, yeah, this guy's awesome. And then later when he sees a guy shooting at his teammates and then there's a column and he goes and he football like tackles oh, he the takes column. out the column to make the, the whole thing. The I mean, there's yeah. just some great sequences. So it not really to undermine. Is. I just mean, what else can I say? It's a great action set. Yeah. Yeah. Hudgens gets her. She's I, I'm, I'm I'm really excited for. Her. I like what she did with this character, and I want to see a whole lot more too. I'm She's fine. I'm really I'm, interested in Ammo. I mean, her I really, her yeah. character wasn't my favorite of all of Ammo. I, mm-hmm. I she was one of my least favorites, but she holds her own. I don't mean that to yeah. say she was bad in it. It's just she was fine. It, it, uh, Vanessa Hudgens held her own in an action movie. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she can do some more later. But anyway, so they try to escape in this helicopter. It ends up crashing, uh, and then there's this huge climactic showdown, of course, uh, where uh, the Armando faces Will Smith and Will Smith is he starts doing the Marcus thing that earlier we saw him do not to get into it but yeah. but he does this I'm thing where he's penetrate. like yeah I'm gonna he's, <laughs> he's gonna trade so your he's like I'm not gonna fight my son you know he's like I'm gonna tell him who I am and I'm gonna try to reach him and so uh, Armando is just kicking the crap out of Will Smith and Will Smith's not fighting back and he has him over the edge of the balcony with the helicopter crash and the fire all around them clearly all CG but I have to say the CG for this budget is really good because that's the first thing in a movie that takes me out is bad CG especially fake fire and stuff and while you know it's fake I was like this looks good right it it really I felt it you know it was all there the rain element added this reminded me of Lethal Weapon 4 when it was Mm. Riggs and Murtaugh versus Jet Li's character where it's like the two of them taking them on that's such a cliche. The fight in the rain. Well, that was. Yeah. I mean, that's in the first lethal weapon. That's the yeah. big. You know, the yeah. fight in the rain. I, I know. Thought, that's the first time I really remember the big that cliche. Yeah. 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 So, so I mean, it's raining. The fire mixed together, yeah. and you it's know, dark. Will, and Will, Will's got such a size advantage. Yeah, he's a big guy. <laughs> yeah. I totally. I his comparison against Armando and uh, Martin Lawrence. It just made me realize, like, yeah, he's a big guy. But anyway, so he's not going to fight back, and uh, he's just you know. Will Smith's just like telling him the truth and and uh, the kid ends up asking the mom he's like who is he is he telling the truth you know whatever and she's like he's no one and then she's like yeah but yes he's your father but it doesn't matter kill him you know and then uh, that whole through line that we won't get into with her being a witch 
Yeah. You screwed a witch. And I'm, that's hilarious. Without a condom? Yeah. The comedy in this movie, again, with that little stuff there, just their banter, so good. What happens? She charges at him or something. I can't remember. Uh, what? She draws a gun at him. Oh, uh, she tries to sh- yeah, shoot. She's, she's, you got it. Thank you, Colby. So she's going to shoot Will Smith, and Armando gets in the way, and she ends up shooting her son. That's right. And, you know, and luckily it's on, you can tell it's on the right side, which in a movie like this, you know, if it's left side, he's dead. Right side, he's right. fine, right? Didn't hit his heart. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, what she ends up. Does she fall into the fire, right? She yeah, does a Hans Gruber drop into the right. fire. Yeah. And then uh, Martin Lawrence is slips over the edge. Oh, uh, uh, Rita. Rita blows yeah, I her. I think Rita charges Rita her, right? shoots her about a thousand times with that okay. rifle. Like, yeah. you know, she she ends up taking her out. She uh, The bad guy, Isabella, falls in the fire. And then Martin Lawrence has slipped over the edge. And he looks like he's about to lose his grip. And then Armando comes from behind, of course, just being yeah. shot and incapacitated somehow <laughs> finds the the energy, but action movie. Right. And he helps Will Smith, pulls up Marcus, and uh, they have a nice moment. And Will Smith's like, you know, I, I, you know, you're going to go to jail, but I'll be there. Basically saying like, you know, yeah. you which was to- good. I, I, I was like, please don't let this guy off the hook. Like, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I like and I like how they address it. So uh, anyway, so that's that. Uh, looks like Will Smith's back together with Rita. He's going to send uh, Marcus and his wife on a vacation because he ruined their spa day earlier. Uh, Rita's the captain now. Yeah, Rita's the captain, uh, and Will Smith is kind of liking the idea of having a kid. He's opened up to it after this whole experience. Uh, funny moment where everyone leaves him alone with the kid, and, and he doesn't have any help. Um, but then I like what they do. So the very final scene is right after the – it's not a – it's like a pre-credits, right? Like they right, end that, it, but then yeah. they, go to, uh, they go to this very final scene where it's Will Smith visiting Armando in jail, and he's like, hey, I may have a way for you to burn off some of Pay this off time. some of your – So yeah. in the next movie – I think we're going to get Armando yeah. being a badass as a good mm-hmm. guy, right? So I like that. He's but that's a boy. That's a that, pretty tall it's order. Like Suicide Squad. I know. I I mean, he killed. Like I, six I know cops. it's a stretch, but in yeah. the action movie world, at least, right? The bad thing to do would have been like, yeah, he was under the control of Isabel, and he's a good guy, and he right. saved us. He's good now, right? Yeah. At least they're gonna like. He's in jail. It's kind of dirty, does? But he's like, you can go. Yes, you can yeah. go mm-hmm. undercover or whatever, and you're the only one that can infiltrate these bad guys yeah. and that will pay for your time. I like it. I like that they at yeah. least addressed it. If and, we get a Columbia Pictures version of the Suicide Squad where like <laughs> Will well, Smith I, is leading it, I give it to them. I said the exact same thing to Katie though. As soon as he goes, I may have a time for you to burn some time, I turn to Katie and I go, oh, he's going to join Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> it really felt like Amanda Waller going. Yeah. Or whatever. yeah. Yes. But I love this movie. Yeah. This was an action movie. This is how it's done. It's This yeah, is the start to 2020 right here. More action movies like this. If you're going to make an action movie, do this it. This is way more fun than any of the Fast and the Furious movies. I would take a million of these over a Fast and Furious movie. And this, I, I think what worked against Fast and Furious is that you have so much convoluted storytelling. Yeah. And the time and in between the so, films is so little. It's so cheesy. It's, it's yeah. so self-serious. The, the, like yes. my, my complaint about the Fast and Furious movies is like, I remember when movies like this were fun. Yes. The Vin Diesel takes himself so seriously. Yeah. The Rock, as charismatic and great as he is, he has to be so tough. And right. every, everyone has to be, you know, know squeezing each other at the nuts and going i'm the strongest guy there right. it's just like chill out dudes the yeah. statham and rock banter it's like no no no. this movie knows how to have fun these guys yeah. are badasses but they also have that family and the heart element there right. it's not cheesy and it's also not this whole masculinity like you know i called it i know joe got offended but he's not here but that 
Hobbs and Shaw to me was toxic masculinity. Yeah. Like if you're going to define it, yeah. and this movie has masculinity, but it also has family men. It has people that love their wives, and, love their kids. And Hobbs and Shaw but, was also like, like really close to like a homoerotic romantic comedy. Well, yeah, just because it was that tension between the two, yeah. where you're like kiss yeah. already, right? right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But this is a movie that does the same thing with the car chases, the action, the family, the you know, mm-hmm. the crim- the cop stuff, and all that. But it does it so much better without doing that over the top. I'm so tough. I'm gonna kick your ass. Totally. Thing. And yeah, they don't. They don't ever have to say it. And I feel like with no. Fast and Furious and with Hobbs and Shaw, even though I, I enjoy the movies for what they are, they constantly have they to constantly, say, "You're my yeah. family." Yeah. You know, Ugh. and they don't. You don't have to say it no, here. It's just. Don't. It's very organic, and, and it, it just works. And a good movie, yeah. you don't have to spell things out or spoon feed it. That's a good movie. Absolutely. Yeah. So, real quick, before we wrap up, I should yeah. probably say that I was almost inadvertently involved in the production of this film. What? Uh, so. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please go ahead. So, uh, about eighteen months ago, um, there was a post that um, so the Peloton tread had come out, but it hadn't been uh, shipped to that many people yet. Okay. And there was a film shooting that wanted a Peloton tread for a scene, but they couldn't buy one from Peloton and have it shipped there in time because the wait list was so long. My wife has a Peloton tread and we have a Peloton podcast. And so oh, they, you do. they posted about uh, like, if anybody's got a tread that we can borrow, we'll pay for shipping yeah. and it's shooting in Miami and it has to have been this movie yeah. because Will Smith is on a Peloton tread. You mm-hmm. see it. That's it. Though. You see it in his apartment. So and they got someone else's. So yeah, or... they did. They, they, my, my wife was in discussions with the, the set designer or yeah. whatever, but, um, but they just didn't want to ship it from St. Louis. They were trying to oh, find one a little a closer. closer. Got it. And uh, but she was like the first person that reached out to him. Sure. And they were like, "We can't find a tread." Like, yes, where do you live? What can can we wow. borrow it for six weeks? Like that would have been cool to have yeah. Will Smith use your Peloton tread. Yeah, but but that's uh, fun. But yeah, so no. But we did we did not get to. I was like, I just want to go to the visit the set. I'm like, if they're willing to pay money to have your tread shipped there, that's a big budget movie. And there are movie stars on that set. I promise you. Yeah. I want to go to there. Yeah. That so, would have been cool. Yeah. But anyway, great action movie. Absolutely. Great so go action. see it. And uh, it will make you want to revisit the first two. It, it absolutely will. So uh, before we go, uh, Colby, where can uh, where can people find you? Yeah. Thanks so much, guys, for letting me back on here to be able to talk up just uh, such action movie goods. But yeah, you right. can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Colby Toby. And if you're still in the Facebook, which you should be, um, go ahead and make sure to subscribe <laughs> To this podcast, join the League of Show Shares, and of course, follow me there at Colby Mack on Facebook. Follow Colby. He is one of the best followers online. He's going to tell you what to see, what not to see. He does a great job. So thanks again for joining us. Always a pleasure, my friend. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course, don't forget our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. Five bucks a month, all sorts of bonus content, and uh, we like you a little extra for helping out. So that's it for this one. Coming up on the next one, we will tackle Doolittle. Until then, Paco fakes his appendicitis. I'm a bad boy. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do?